they will cater barbecue every night. So the guys like first night or two are like, yeah, like night three, four, like, oh my gosh, man, can you tell them to quit bringing us barbecue? Hope Talk, a PCM podcast. You know, you've done a good job on your on the uh, all your social media. I can't find anywhere what's your middle name. Do you have a middle name? I do. Well, some people don't. I, I don't want to brag, but I think I have the perfect name. Then why isn't it out there where people R- can find it? I, you know, I don't know. Wikipedia is just not strong, I know. strong well, enough. Tell me about it. I can't edit my own, you know. That's right. Uh, is that the way it works? You can't edit your own Wikipedia? Yeah, no that's idea. true. I had no idea. That's true. has to be an outside source. Don't ask me why I know that. So I could go on there and edit it? I think so. Oh. Wow. As long as it's like printed somewhere, which maybe it's not printed anywhere. Print and that's probably there. like the downfall of having a band name instead mm-hmm. of like going by your name. My middle name is Kyle. So Christopher Kyle, Kyle Cleveland. Wow. Christopher Kyle Cleveland from Stars Go Dim. That's right. When was the last right. time you heard it like that? Uh, full name. I hear Christopher Cleveland a lot because we named my youngest son. We call him Chase. Yeah. But when he gets in trouble... My wife calls him by his full first name, and I'm like, think I'm in trouble? Right. But probably before that, it's whenever I was in trouble uh, with my mom. So How often was that? You know, I my memory serves me fairly well, I think, and because I was the good kid in our household. So my brother and sister gave me a great example of what not to do. Really? And, uh, Were you and the baby? I was the middle. The middle, okay. But my brother, he would get away with things. He would kind of do what he wanted, and and he could, like, skate the system somehow. (laughs) My sister just didn't care. She's like, whatever. Really? And and I just didn't understand. Like, I was like, well, if I was the most naive Christian kid, you know. (laughs) If you told somebody you were going to do something, just... You do it, you know. Yeah. So I was, I was pretty good, and I was in sports and all that kind of stuff. So I didn't have time to get in trouble. Yeah, oh, that's yeah. right. In all the podcasts and interviews and stuff that you've done, is there that one question that you always get asked that you wish they wouldn't ask? Oh, uh, you know, like all the interviews, ask me about the band name. Um, that's probably like the biggest one. <laughs> and the problem with the with that, like if you uh, Wikipedia. Stars started as a mainstream pop band. Mm-hmm. So uh, we started in 07. We go around and play all these, um, you know, concerts with these huge pop acts, you know, all Coachella, over the world. places like that. <laughs> we never played Coachella, although that would have been cool. But a bunch of other things. Like, uh, for some reason, we got in this, like, uh, jingle ball circuit, you know, like all the top 40 stations, they yeah. do these Christmas concerts. Man, we would play with the craziest people, you know. It was just unreal. Um, so the truth of the matter is, Stars Go Dim, like, guy just made it up. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's just yeah. a dumb band name, like every other dumb band name. <laughs> like, U2 is the stupidest name until they're like you. Led, like Led Zeppelin. What? I don't even understand. Stars Go Dim, I'm like, I still don't get it. You know, I don't know. <laughs> Never in my life did I think in my mid-30s I would still be, you know, explaining some band name. Who was it that came up with that? Uh, It was our bass player at the time. Okay. And uh, because it really, Star started as a writing um, kind of side project. So me and another guy, um, we wrote some songs. This was before everything, like viral wasn't a thing yet, Mm -hmm. right? Uh, streaming wasn't a thing yet. So this brand new thing called MySpace had just come out and you could <laughs> upload three songs. So it's brand new feature. So we put 
we recorded some songs and now we would have been really great in like TikTok world right. because we had we were doing videos of everything like our first record somebody wrote a sh- like a short novel about it it's like a oh, concept album this whole thing and so we put these three songs up and they start getting played like crazy so we're one of the like the biggest bands on MySpace you know <laughs> and uh it was just it was just wild so um we didn't actually set out to be in a band. It just so happened like these songs kind of went crazy. And then our first show was with like Switchfoot and this dates me again. The second show was like Chris Daughtry. Yeah. And then it was like John Mayer and the Goo Goo Dolls. And you know, wow. it just went crazy from there, you know? Um, so it was wild and started doing Christian music. And they were like, maybe you keep that name. You know, we had... <laughs> Which I think just confused people, you know, to be honest. All these, you know, old fans were like, what is happening? I recognize the voice, but uh, this music is a little different. Well, maybe you drug some of them along with you. I think we have, honestly. It's been been good. Um, But yeah, if you've hung with me since 07, then we've been on a journey together. That's for sure. That's right. When was the last time you checked your MySpace account? <laughs> About a seven, I think. I don't even know if you can. Can you check it? These I days? don't know. I, I haven't have been on. I have no idea. Gotta figure out what my top eight is. I might need to change that. Yeah, for it, sure. Yeah. For sure. Tulsa, Oklahoma yep. is where you grew up in. What was like life for little Christopher Cleveland growing up in Tulsa? Man, we uh, we had a good little thing going. We were part of like this little family church. When I say I was like the poster child for like small town, you know, Baptist sheltered kid. That was me. You trick I mean, or treat, you didn't trick or treat. You know what? We actually did uh <laughs> we did trick or treat, but we would do the stuff at the at the church too. My parents were bivocational like mm-hmm. youth ministers and my dad uh even took over like pastor role at the church for a while bivocationally. So we literally from as long as I can remember turned the lights on turned them off, locked up, you know, the whole thing. And uh, so I just grew up in that. I started playing piano when I was 10 years old so I could read the bass clef of the hymnal wow. and then I could play everything else by ear. Yeah. And uh, so I started doing that and then started playing for the youth about the same time. We go around to these little revivals and I joke around in my concert. I ask people, do y'all, do y'all still know what revivals are, you know? I know. And, uh, and then it's like, well, my parents were in a quartet. And it's like, y'all know what that is. Were there five of them? There four. were four. Okay, right. Uh, so four. And then I make some joke about the wired mics with like the fuzzy colored things, you know, <laughs> on the end of it. Uh, but then we knew what kind of church we were in based on the uh, color of the carpet. Mm. So if it was red, it was a Baptist church. If oh, it was green, we were in some sort of like assemblies of God or charismatic <laughs> thing. And then I have one Methodist joke in my whole thing because I worked for the Methodist church for 10 years. And I say, and if you went to the Methodist church, all the carpet was gray, you know. And I, yeah. So yeah. only the Methodists understand that joke. So about four <laughs> of us will laugh. Uh, but it's, it's pretty funny. So yeah, I grew up in that. Um, I loved playing music. I um, played basketball. Basketball was my life, um, you know, sports and all that kind of stuff. My grandparents, my on my dad's side, owned a barbecue restaurant out there. Oh, so, there we go. So we did that, and they had farms, and so we go out yeah. there. So life was like getting barbecue, 
it was going to the lake. So we did that a whole bunch. We got to the farm and sports and, and all that kind of stuff. And on my mom's side, the family's really big. So there was like 36 of us cousins. Oh my so we get together once a month for birthdays. Yeah. Uh, like holidays were just insanity. They would be really fun, but they'd also be like you have to crazy. You fellowship hall for everybody. Oh my gosh. Well, everybody went to the same church forever, oh, yeah. you know. Um, so it really was, uh, if the church had 60 people in it, you know, 55 of them were my family. <laughs> that's how, that's how ridiculous so you couldn't it couldn't talk was. about anybody. <laughs> oh no, there's a lot of talking going on. Probably too much. Tulsa barbecue. You mentioned that. That's right. How does that, I don't know that I've ever had barbecue Let's from go. Oklahoma. What, uh, well, it's it kind mean? of like, uh, have you had Texas barbecue? Yeah. So yeah. it's pretty and close. sauce. Yeah. It, it just depends. And it's a sweeter sauce. So if you take like, to me... Oklahoma barbecue would be like the Texas brisket, okay. right? And burn-ins, that kind of stuff. Phenomenal. St. Louis ribs, okay. okay? And then our sauce isn't quite as sweet as Memphis, but it probably leans like that. So they take a few things from a different, uh, a few different places. Um, but it's really more of a beef thing okay. we, and ham. Not much pork. Not a lot of pork. Not like pulled pork. Not a lot of chicken. Like yeah. I'll say, like I'm pretty. Um, I'm a barbecue snob. I'm judgmental. Like people who tell me they like Kansas City barbecue, I can't like them as people. Like it's really <laughs> difficult. I've got some friends from Kansas City, and they swear by this stuff. And I'm like, oh, it makes me so mad inside. I have to check my spirit. Uh, so yeah, the Oklahoma doesn't do chicken great. I haven't I haven't found anybody that does that well, but but I think the brisket is as good as anything. The ribs are as good as anything, and the sauces are really good. So uh, now when I come home, it's like I do these runs now in the summer. We'll do five or six shows yeah. like in a week in Oklahoma. <laughs> they they will cater barbecue every night. So the guys like first night or two are like, yeah, like night three, four, like, oh my gosh, man, can you tell them to quit bringing us barbecue? Like, man, that's just where we are. It's barbecue time. Tulsa, Oklahoma, other than stars go dim, what in your opinion is Tulsa, Oklahoma's greatest contribution to this world? Oh my gosh. Well, we were the oil capital of the world for uh, quite a while. So that's probably what the city is most known for. And then, honestly, it's got a, a rich musical heritage. I mean, from people like Leon Russell, like back in the day, there's a studio called Church Studios where literally like everyone in the 70s came through and recorded. I'm oh, Like man. from Clapton to like Aretha, oh, wow. you know, and they would come through uh, as they're going through the middle of the country. Um, you know, even now, like people like Carrie Underwood, uh, like... I mean, monster artists uh, from all over the world are from Tulsa, Ryan Tedder from One Republic. Um, so it has just this like sleeper, huge music thing. So that was kind of nice growing up in. Um, it's got really interesting like Native American heritage. Yeah. Uh, I grew up in a town called Owasso, which means into the trail in yeah. Cherokee. Um, so it's into the trail or end of the, the trail? end of the trail. Okay. So it's like the end of the trail of tears. Oh wow! Um, and Which so it's here in Chattanooga. Right? So uh, I mean, there's so much history with that. There's um, uh, a lot of things kind of revolving around that. So a lot of us have like some sort of Native American ancestry yeah. of some sort. Um, so that's pretty cool and and big just to dive into as well. And uh, you know. It's pretty laid back. It's good people. It's cheap to live. I honestly think I live in Nashville now, or Franklin, just south of Nashville. 
And Nashville thinks that their food is really great. <laughs> like, uh, but I think Tulsa's food is better. I really do. Have you eaten much in Chattanooga? No. Oh, well, I, I ate in the hotel last night and it was pretty good. Okay. But, all uh, right. All right. But what's the spot here? Oh, there's all kinds of spots. All right. There's a place called Aretha Frankenstein's for breakfast, <laughs> which is phenomenal. All right. Uh, there's some pretty good barbecue places around. I believe that. Thing. So I ate at a fast, uh, a little, used to be a truck. It used to be a food truck. Okay. And they've now built a restaurant called Fat Daddy's, which is not okay. far from here. It's pretty good. Legit? Restaurant, yeah. How's your Mexican yeah. food out here? There's there's some good. Pretty good. We're not too far from Dalton, Georgia. So there's a, the Hispanic population is really, really booming and growing. Uh-huh. I'm glad to see that. And there's some awesome food here. See, that's what I miss. There's not great, like, Tex-Mex in, mm-hmm. in uh, Nashville. So we get, in Oklahoma, there's so much good Mexican I food. I bet. I bet. Uh, How does your family embrace or not embrace your rocking out period when you you mentioned you were in a rock band yeah like my parents and yeah. things i think it was a honestly I've, i don't know if, if anyone's ever asked me that but it's a good question uh so i always did worship right so my parents were like and have always been the most supportive of me i yeah. mean every they came to my college basketball games like all that kind of stuff and um when we got into like star stuff and I start, I'd be playing these arenas with like Justin Bieber or something, or, uh, I think they just kind of set that one out, you know? But then when I, like, I don't think I could be doing something better mm-hmm. in life than this. Like when we were on winter jam a few years ago, it's like, Oh, Hey mom and dad meet Matthew West or Stephen Curtis Chapman or whoever. It's like, mm-hmm. I couldn't do anything better than that because we grew up on that music. Like right. we, my parents got saved uh, like in the 80s. And so my dad was one of those guys that like kind of like burned his records, you know, mm-hmm. except he didn't love Jesus too much because he kept like a yes and a couple <laughs> who's and a couple leads. He's like, I love you, Jesus, but I can't. I still got to get the lead out every once in a while. Uh, maybe one Boston record or something. And uh, so uh, like the fact that I can... And in that space now, I think they really love. So when I made that transition, they were right back on board. But I don't think they came to many of those uh, other ones. But to be honest, we were playing a bunch of bars. We were playing like, I mean, that life got tiresome quickly Um, because we would play 10 really horrible shows and then go play something like mind boggling that we were like, how in the world do we like? playing Knob Hill or something in San Francisco with the Goo Goo Dolls. And you're like, what? Like, how did this happen, you know? Um, and so, but it would take, you know, 20 really bad shows in really sketchy places to get there. Um, yeah. And and we did that, you know, for years and years. You mentioned uh, uh, being a dad. How many kids do you have? I've got three. Three kids. Yeah. Two boys and a girl? Two boys and two girls. Boys bookend it. So I've got okay. eight-year-old Kingston, seven-year-old Parker Joe, our girl, and five-year-old Chase. So we're third grade, second grade, kindergarten. Got everybody in school. It's like a new <laughs> lease on life, especially after pandemic. Like We yeah. were not the parents who could um, do anything. Like We tried to do homeschooling and like quickly found out we did not have that spiritual gift and uh, we just kind of gave it up. So uh, it's, man, it's just good. Our kids like have friends now. This little boy came to my house the other day, asked for my daughter. I was ill prepared. I just said no and shut the door. (laughs) How old is she? She's seven. Seven years old. This kid had 
some was yeah, he like was a power fearless wheel or something like that. How did no, he, get there? he just rode his scooter or something. I don't know. <laughs> He's a good little kid though. What, so yeah. What have your kids done lately that you're most proud of? <laughs> Man, both my boys um, got a call. We got a call from their teachers like second week of school. Like, oh, they're the examples in class and yeah, they're kind to everybody and, and all that kind of stuff. Uh, I haven't gotten that one yet for my daughter. She's a little honorary. But the other day coming <laughs> coming home on the bus, they, we drop them off to school and they ride the bus. Uh, cause we're like the first stop. We're so we're really close to school. And uh, and we're coming home and my youngest, Chase, comes off the bus crying. And I'm like, what's going on? And um, and I guess some like a bigger kid was kind of picking on him. And they came off the bus, stole his pencil. Oh, he was okay. real upset. Oh, yeah. And uh, and then Parker Joe comes off the bus with his pencil. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah, babe. It's just a pile in the back of the yeah, bus Yeah, that's somewhere. right. I was like, that's right. You take care of your brother. And <laughs> she was supposed to be in trouble or something after school for something that she'd done. Cause she's always into something. And I was like, okay, babe, you're not grounded today because <laughs> you did the right thing. You took up for your brother. I'm proud of you. So our kids, man, they're just good kids they're all three real different um but they're they're pretty special little kids i think what have they taught you lately oh gosh um they probably each teach me a few things um i think parker joe teaches me how to like live in the moment she's kind of like my wife i'm not a moment liver um I'm a thinker all the time, so I'm in my head. That's Kingston, my oldest, is a little bit like that too. But they just know how to like celebrate and like enjoy the moment, right? So I think I think that's something. I think Chase, my youngest, is like a feeler. So you know his emotions are out there. Right there on his sleeve. He is, uh, when he's happy, he's so happy. When he's mad, he's so mad. He like lets it out and it's okay, you know. And so I think he teaches me a little bit of that and some patience, all of them. And then King, he's he's so interesting because he and I are so much alike. Uh, I feel like I can like I know what he's thinking, and uh, so my my hope is with him that I'm like trying to steer him in the direction to ease some of the things that I yeah. felt like as a kid. Yeah. But he's just so like we just saw this kind of different side of him the other day because he was around a bunch of his friends and he just like came to life and I was like oh my gosh but he's just the smartest kid he's the the most um kind and generous kid I mean it's they're they're teaching me stuff every day the thing about kids is they are like the epitome of of all of the feelings and all of the emotions so um it's they don't just bring you joy you know they bring you all of it uh, at once and so it's this really good lesson of of experiencing like the fullness of life that God has given us. And that includes like uh, some sorrow (laughs) and some craziness and some joy that's just like unreal, you know. So um, it's a constant lesson for us. And we try to approach it with pretty open hands, you know. Kenzie and I were both parented pretty differently. Um, She, her parents weren't that active so my parents were like, yeah, they were just super involved. Um, and so we're we're finding kind of the balance in it, especially even when it comes to faith. 
right? Yeah. So Kinsey came to faith really naturally, like over time in this kind of um, um, long, slow walk of, uh, of getting to know who God is. And I was the result of like, you know, pretty fundamentalist Baptist sure. raising. So you say the prayer and you do the thing and, you know, all of that. And so now she's like, hey, I don't know how to raise kids um, in a Christian home because I didn't grow up in one. Yeah. And I'm like, well, I don't know that I want to give my kids the same thing I was given. Right. Um, and so we're, we're still, we're figuring some of that stuff out. So I, t- I tend to go, like, I know too much now. So I'm like going in the opposite. They were asking about like Noah's Ark. And I'm like, well, there was a flood and there's all these historical records. And here's what, like the, like, and I'm, I'm like going way too deep for a five-year-old and he just needs to hear a Bible story, you know? Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, and I'm like, oh, who knows? So we're definitely going to screw him up in some new way that we don't know about. But And God will deliver him. He will, for sure. Lord willing. <laughs> Are they all musically inclined? They all like music. I'm trying okay. not to force it. It's yeah. kind of like sports. I'm, I'm a little too competitive and a little too like um, rigid. It's just my, my makeup and personality. So I'm trying to give it to them in doses where they can handle it. I started piano when I was 10. Sure. So none of them are quite there yet. I think if I pushed them, they could all probably play now. But I'm trying to give them some space. That'd be their I think it'd be interesting. Yeah. How long ago was it that they submitted their Christmas list to you guys? Oh, they're, Chase has given us Christmas and birthdays pretty much 24 <laughs> 7. And, and trying to bribe us for them. Uh-huh. Like uh, so, somewhere he has a bank account with a lot of money in it, and he's going to give me all of it. Uh, but I haven't seen it yet. And so like just recently, uh, I think it was this week, Kingston came to McKenzie and was like, mom, is Santa real? It's like, I don't want you to lie to me. Wow. And, uh, and so she was, she called me, she was so upset. Yeah. (laughs) She was so upset. So she like gave him an answer and then felt really bad about it and then came back and, and reneged on the answer, you know? And, uh, and so she was like, I think I, I think I handled it. Okay. Um, but she was just so upset. I'm like, babe, he's so smart. He's going to be fine. Uh, it's all good. It's like, let's just make sure he's not the kid in like third grade. That's going to get made fun of if he thinks one way or the other and, and we'll figure it out from there. New Christmas song, The First Noel, is yes. out that you've got. We're going to be playing that Come this on. Christmas season, the day after Thanksgiving. Let's go. Uh, and, uh, <laughs> Are you not um, playing it already? No, oh, not yet, not yet. Um, you, you put your spin on it. Yeah. Does that make you nervous when you're taking a classic like The First Noel and making it stars go dimmish? Man, no. Maybe it should. <laughs> I feel like the chorus is great. Yeah. Like when we heard it... Um, when we wrote it, I wrote it with a friend of mine, Jeff Pardo, who's just becoming one of the biggest writers in town. And I've just loved him for years. We've done a bunch of songs together over the years. And, um, and so I had him produce the whole Christmas project while I was finishing my full length record, yeah. Uh, yeah. with another Jeff. I've got a lot of Jeffs in my life, Jeff Soika. <laughs> and, um, and so we just wanted to do something classic that people could pick up easily mm-hmm. but then also give them something to like it's proclaim different. yeah and and kind of that that chorus that we added is such an anthem and so our hope is that maybe some people can take it into their churches um that when they hear it in their car they can turn it up and you know s- sing as loud as they want and 
but still it feel familiar for them in the season. So I'm excited about that one. You mentioned your new project. Yes, he does. Yes. The single that's out there. Uh, I want you to tell me about that. But first of all, aren't you afraid that you're going to be sued for copyright infringement from any, I don't know, like Kane for Yes, He Can. <laughs> I bet you I yes, wrote mine does, first. You know. <laughs> uh, it's so funny, man. So when Jeff Pardo wrote Yes, He Can, too, um, when that song came out as a single or when they released a record, I think I heard it and I was like, oh, this is a pretty good song. I bet you it might be their second single. So I started thinking about it. We knew Yes, He Does was going to be first single probably January yeah. of this year or so because it takes forever for these things sure. to happen. So I start calling people. I'm like, guys, are we worried about this? You know, in some way, do we need to change the title, you know, or whatever? And and we kind of all decided that, no, the songs were different enough and sure. uh, could stand on their own. But you never, people like will come up with different reasons not to play your songs in, in Christian music. So, <laughs> uh, which is, you know, whatever it is. So I called up the Kane guys and we were playing a show and it's like, hey, listen, um, will you guys do me a favor? And so we put this video together. You guys can check it out on my Instagram. It's so funny. Or Facebook. It's on Facebook. Yeah, or on too. Facebook too. Yeah, that's right. So uh, we basically put this thing in where I go in and I'm like asking them for advice. And they're like, well, you got to get a, a great outfit. So I, I put on this like polka dot, polka dot you know, clothes. And then, and then I'm like, why? Well, I just need a song, you know, and the, the, so they show me a list of like all their songs and I steal it. And it basically looks like I stole their song. <laughs> it's so funny. You know, I was like, oh, this is so good. So it was great to kind of get their blessing and their involvement on that just yeah. so we could call out the obvious, you know, sure. and that happens. Like, seems like every couple of years we get two or three or four songs that are all like kind of themed similarly. Mm-hmm. Um, but I felt like man, it's just too good not to put out because somebody else had something that was yeah. close in title. Um, but I love, I love that song, Yes He Can. I love those people. And uh, I was excited that they would help me Well, let's out. focus on Yes He Does for a minute. We're going to play it here in a little bit. But um, what's the most recent thing that you felt like you can kind of wrap around, maybe for you or your family? Yeah. That, yeah, God did that. I mean, the the most simple and basic one is probably these last like year and a half, mm-hmm. you know, a, a lot like everybody else in the world. You know, I had family members that died of COVID. Uh, I was unemployed for a year and a half. I didn't take a paycheck from March of 2020 to August of 21. Goodness gracious. Um, and, you know, that first week when the world shut down and I had about 80 shows calling cancel, you know, you just get this gut punch like, that's that's our income you know mm-hmm. that's what supports our family that's what does all the stuff i've got people that work for me i've got you know the it's a it's a big it's a a big thing that you just shut down and so many of us felt that and i was talking to a friend that week and um they tra- they gave me a little bit of perspective in this and said okay we were still in just at the tail end of lent at the time and we're like okay and this like lenten season we give something up, but it's not about the loss. Yeah. It's about what we can, uh, like the opportunity that God gives us to fill it with something better, right? So he's like, what is God giving you the opportunity to fill this with? Um, and so that helped me change my perspective on it. Man, gosh, he blessed us so much. And, and I use blessing in 
in the way that it's meant to be used. Not we're taking a side here and I go on my podcast rant because um, we did a whole series <laughs> oh, on blessing. A yeah, right. Okay. Uh, do a whole. We did a whole series on our podcast, the Ten Thousand Minute Experiment. Tim Timmons and I on blessing. Yeah. And uh, nowhere ever in the Bible is blessing used as like monetary or physical stuff, right? We've, we've made that up somehow. Um, but blessing is this process of being made whole, being made holy, uh, or like this action of calling something out in someone or something that's, that's true. Um, so I, I never understood like bless the Lord, oh my soul, right? How can I, what do I have to, what do I have to bring? I got nothing. Right. And so, uh, I was like, oh, that, you know, that makes it 36 years in. I'm like, that's what blessing is? Um, and the cool thing about it is it happens in community. And when we bless other people, this process of being made whole becomes reciprocal. So we, we are blessed when we bless. And, and it's just this, this thing um, that goes around and keeps going around. And when I say God blessed us in this time, man, he blessed us. Um, I mean, I got to watch my kids grow up in a way that I'd never seen, like literally Mm -hmm. get taller and bigger. And I taught them how to ski and wakeboard and surf and ride their bikes and, you know, a roller skate, like all the stuff, you know, um, you know, my kids were like the seven year olds who couldn't ride their bike because I was never home to teach them. Um, so the Lord blessed us there. My relationship with my wife, like I can say now we're about to. Uh, celebrate our 10 year wedding anniversary which is huge and year six there couldn't there could definitely not have been a year seven yeah you know what i mean and um we kind of walked through a season in 17 right about then when we moved to tennessee that was like a mini 2020 for us where we hit all those really difficult places for me a lot of identity um, issues that were wrapped up in who i was as a artist and musician and singer and um so Having done that before and been in a place where it was like, hey, God, if you don't provide, nobody's providing. If you don't come through, ain't nobody coming. You know what I mean? And so I think we were able to lean in on that faith and say, okay, God, we've been here a few times before. Um, If you're this old and a musician, uh, you've had to pivot a a handful of times like that. Maybe not quite as crazy, like a year and a half of just figuring it out, but... um, if you've if you've done this this long, then you've had to do that before, and so we're able to kind of lean and say, "Okay, God, we trust you." Um, and He came through and He provided, but even more so, He just He just made us more whole, I think, than we've ever been. To the point, the other day, I was talking to my wife, and I was like, "Man, life is good." You know, um, I'm waiting for like the what do they say, the other shoe to drop or something? Is that the right? Yeah, the foot to fall. Yeah. I always I always get those mixed up, but but they're close enough yeah. that people are like, oh yeah, I get it, I and somebody's like, that's not even that's not the thing, you know? Yeah. Uh, but I was just like, am, are we healthy? Like, do am I gonna get some weird diagnosis in a month or something? But it just it just it's it's really good right now, and um, you know, throw on the fact that the world is still crazy, the music industry is still crazy, shows are still weird, but God is is faithful. And, you know, in the moments um, like when we've lost someone or the moments when I have gotten 
drunk on my anxiety or future tripping of like, how are we going to survive this? Mm -hmm. Um, um, when I can sober up and meet God in the present moment and remember what he's done, uh, and see what he's doing right there. then I gosh, say, God, yeah, you're the same God you've always been. Yeah. You're doing the same things you've always done. And, and rest in that. And that's really, that's the long form, you know, kind of description of Yes, He Does um, and why it means so much to me now and why I think it's a great song coming out of all this. So my last couple of questions for you here, Chris Cleveland of Stars Go Dim, and this will determine whether or not we keep playing your music. No, I'm kidding. Perfect. I'm kidding. Hey, I'm, I'm, kidding. I'm up for a challenge. I'm a threesome. I like to win. Oh, there you go. Yeah. There you go. Favorite Thanksgiving dish. What are you looking forward to the most? Uh, you know, you're going to hate me for it. Uh, I'm going to get a lot of flack, but I have to have the canned cranberry sauce. Yeah. Like the bad. jelly. Yeah. like. My grandma made it all the time. I didn't realize that the people made real cranberry sauce for a while. And right. I went to like, I don't know, a girlfriend's house for Thanksgiving. They had yeah. it. I was like, what is this trash? You know what I mean? I'm like, bring me the 89 cent can. Well, he's buried Yeah, in here. I'm not. There's like weird texture. It's like, I want the jellied. Yeah. Like it will stay in your pantry doomsday prepping forever. There you go. So when I uh, met my wife now and went to like the first Thanksgiving there, um, her grandma, who is just a wonderful person, I love her so much. Um, she got me my own can. <laughs> I was like, okay, I think I can do this. This is great. It had little rings around it. Oh, from the absolutely, inside of the can and all that. Yeah. Absolutely, put it on one dish and it's yep. round. Like exactly. Yeah, of course, fall yay or fall nay? Yay, really? Especially in Tennessee. Okay, it's so beautiful. Um, I think October is like the best month of the year to be in Tennessee. Okay. Gets cooler, hopefully. Although the other day it tricked me. It's like 72. I put my jacket on. I go outside. It's 99% humidity. I'm like, dang it. It's like when you come and do the morning show in the mornings. You got a jacket. (laughs) Your heat's on in the car. Yeah, And you go back out to leave in the afternoon. It's like, oh, my gosh. What is this? I know. All right. How about eggnog? Are you an eggnogger? I'm not. Yeah, I don't blame you. I don't even know what's in it. It's gross. Yeah. No. It's just. I don't drink weird things. Yeah. I just, I don't even drink coffee. I don't either. I'm not old enough yet. I feel you. Yeah. But you're tall, though. My parents told me that if I drank coffee when I was little, because uh-huh. I asked, and they said, no, you don't want to, it'll stunt your growth. And I'm like, <laughs> I don't need any help in that area <laughs> at all. So, all right, here we go. This is the big one. Let's when go. When is it okay to put up your Christmas decorations? Uh, Thanksgiving. When? A little bit more Like right there? after the meal. Okay, there you go. There you go. I'm fine with it. Although in my house, I bet you they're up at mom's house right now because they're going on vacation. They're going to come back after like Halloween. I guarantee they're up. Yeah. I guarantee it. Um, in our house, they'll probably go up after after Halloween. I bet you. You think so? We'll see. Yeah. The official morning show with Ted Rules here at J103R. Okay. You can put them up. Just don't illuminate them. Until Just don't after the turn them on. Meal. There you go. Well, here's a question: How long do you leave them on? It's about a week after Christmas. I'm a week after as day. well, New but Year's I, I always have like this. Uh, maybe it's like seasonal affective disorder. You know, yeah, like sad. Yeah. So when the Christmas lights go off and the neighborhoods get so dark, I'm like, oh, <laughs> I kind of like this. You know, wish we everybody could keep them up a little longer. How can we pray, minister, whatever, to Chris Cleveland, his family, and Stars Go uh, Dim right now? 
I tell you, I will always take prayers for our family. We're raising three beautiful little kids and trying to figure that out and, um, you know, trying to um, be married and do all that kind of stuff. You guys get it. It's it's crazy. So uh, while it's really good right now, who knows what's around the corner. So please pray for my family. It takes... It's not just us that are called to yeah. to do this, but our whole family. So a week like this, we've been out on radio things. I've been gone like nine days, especially after pandemic being of being home. Yeah. It's a long time for my kids, so I'm excited to get home. Um, you know, for me, like I, I mentioned this earlier, being a three, that's the Enneagram, which means I, I like love achieving things. It gives me, it gives me uh, great satisfaction. Um, some might say identity. I try to kill that within myself, but... Um, so when I put new music out, um, you know, it affects me no matter what. And so I just pray for me that I can hold it loosely. Um, but that this song, you know, yes, he does the first Noel, this new project, I've got 17 songs that release between now and April. Um, you know, so it's, it's just a lot of life things I really love. And, um, so just pray that I can let go of it. And, and let God kind of do with it what he would have done um, and be be proud of of what we've accomplished no matter what it accomplishes yeah. <laughs> that's the whole thing if I'm being if I'm being real so um, yeah and then hopefully um, pray that we can actually get some shows you know happening again um, and and that kind of thing it's still a little bit weird out there for for not the a list like big big shows. So um, it's been difficult for the kind of smaller church shows to get back going. Sure, um, sure. So, yeah. All right, well, let me pray for you. Yeah. Hey, God, thank you so much for Chris and for his ministry and the whole Stars Go Dim uh, ministry that you've created and that you've ordained and that you're using. God, I pray first and foremost that you would be with Chris, that you would keep him close to you, that his relationship with you would always be his number one priority. And then from that, Father, you would feed his love and his, uh, uh, his compassion for his family. God, I pray that you would protect them, that you would keep them all safe, his wife and the kids. When he's not there, when he's on the road, that you would just help them never to doubt his love and his uh, um, admiration for them. And God, you would just continue to provide for them. Thank you for the way that you have provided for him and his family all this time, the way you restored his marriage some time ago, the way you've always been right there beside him, and even the way you've provided for him uh, through this downtime that we all experienced here the last couple of years. Lord, we thank you for Yes, He Does. We thank you for the new project. We thank you for the new Christmas song that's out. And God, you've created him. You've just given him to him, and he's just a a vessel that you're flowing through. And so, Lord, I pray that you would do what you're going to do with those songs and with that ministry and the message. We love you, Lord, and we thank you. In your name we pray. Amen. Hope Talk, a PCM podcast.